we're rolling. All right. Welcome to the Laughing Pines podcast number two. Uh, I'm Will. And this is Ben. This is Lila. Eric. He's shy. Rudy. All right. Uh, you're listening to the Bells of St. Helens once again, uh, our theme. Uh, and I, I didn't mention this last time that this podcast is called the Laughing Pines podcast because that's the name of our house. Uh, the one that we're in right now. The Laughing Pines is uh, originally like a song, though, right? Yeah, Rudy, you want to talk about... Yeah, it was uh, from Donald Fagan's Kamakuriad album, which is... Uh, <laughs> as most people probably know, Donald Fagan is the uh, better half of Steely Dan, and uh, Kamakuriad is a side project, which was about uh, him reaching middle age and uh, being insecure about that. Wait... Wait, I, I thought that was that Fritz the Cat or whatever that one was. That was his middle-aged one. Comic Curiad's about his magic car. That oh, yeah, yeah, playing yeah, yeah, but that's the same thing. I mean, if you're driving around in a magic car, you're, you're having a midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has a garden yeah. in the trunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so a natural choice for an apartment. Yeah. Name. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. The lyrics for the Laughing Pine song, uh, how do they go? Here at Laughing Pines. <laughs> Where the party Pines. never ends. Yeah. yeah. It's a spicy new attraction. And uh, the road you take to get there is fun way west. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now we owe Donald Fagan 200 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he actually did uh, try and sue um, the makers of Yumi and Dupree. Because uh, he had a song called... Uh, cousin Dupree. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really? all about him trying to make out with his cousin... Lady, his lady cousin is much younger than him. So, Donald Fagan is a, is a sleaze. Has a new album. Have you yeah, no, listened I haven't, to it? I haven't listened to it, but it actually got good reviews. My, my Rolling my, Stone, if that means anything. <laughs> my dad bought it on CD. When I, went to, when I went to my parents' house, I was like, what is this relic? There's a brand new Donald Fagan CD. That's sort of how I, when the, uh, uh, first started doing visual music a lot, uh, I would, if it was a, a like an album I was really excited about. I'd be like, I'll get it on CD. <laughs> now that I don't do that anymore. But I did when like R. Kelly's Double Up came out. <laughs> or what, Justified? Justin's last album. Yeah, but that was still the CD days. Yeah. I mean, you were... That was seven years ago. Napster, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, so what... That's an interesting topic. What's the last CD you bought? Can you guys remember? Oh, I'm pretty sure it was when... The record store that was on Clark and Fullerton area. Yeah. I can't remember. Went out of business. They had some like everything must go sale. And as soon as I bought some CDs, I think it was like a Guster album. <laughs> yeah. Meaning that for everyone. Uh, immediate regret because you put it in your computer and then like you're obligated with this. Oh, it converts like, it to AC or whatever. No, just like the actual physical medium now and then. The, yeah, I think I uh, tossed it. You <laughs> <laughs> bought How about you, Eric? Do you remember? Um, you have a car with a compact disc player, so. Yeah, that's true. Although, Marielle left like a bunch of burn CDs in there, and I keep playing them. There's like a scratchy, the band and Bob Dylan, like, like half of an album. Um, the last one I bought, I think, was. A live journey record when <laughs> the record store on Green Street at U of I was closing down. Yeah. What was it called? I 
I can't remember. We should rename this podcast Inability to Remember. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? Do you remember remember the last one you bought? Let's see. The last CD I probably bought, I can't really remember again, Mm. but I think I bought Radiohead's In Rainbows online. Actually, that was a free thing. They sent you the CD? You no, could, you, you could download it electronically. No, so we're saying physical CDs. Yeah, oh, physical, physical CDs. CDs. Yeah. Like the last time you ordered one on Amazon or went into uh, Best Buy to get a CD. I probably bought someone for some something for someone. Or from Columbia House. From like the... <laughs> who's that? Fry? What's that? Fry Music Place? FYE. FYE. Yeah. That was the last one of the last standing places. It was probably something like Dave Matthews for my brother. Mm. Embarrassing, I know. <laughs> it's well, as embarrassing it's okay. as yeah. it is. Yeah. Ben, do you remember your, your last I do. It was, uh, I think it was Blink-182's last album in like 2000. Wow. You haven't bought a CD in 13 years. <laughs> I, I, I have not. I don't think so. I've never been, I've never spent a ton of money on music. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was big into Blink-182, and I remember listening to the one with uh, the porn star on the cover. Yeah. I forget what that one's called. Take off your pants and jacket. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, 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 was that the CD that Take looked like a boot? Take off your pants and jacket was after that. Was yeah, yeah, no, I, I, so I bought Take off your pants and jacket. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that didn't the last the, three that didn't CDs the I bought were Dude Ranch... Oh, the last three CDs you buy all together. No, no. <laughs> two years apart. Every two years, I would buy a Blink-182 CD. <laughs> Back in my crazy days. 96, 98, and 2000. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I rocked my dorm room floor big time. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the last one I bought was... I bought uh, one that I couldn't... I, it wasn't on iTunes. It was like a jazz record. I bought that. Mm. <laughs> it's in the bathroom yeah. right now. I kind of want to buy new CDs because I'm tired of all the bathroom CDs that are in there. That's why you bring uh, your computer in there. <laughs> or just burn a CD. Yeah. Is that what he tells you? No, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the first CD you bought then? With, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I, I, the first CD I got was that Spin Doctors album with two princes on it. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. I'm a big Spin Doctors fan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that what else was there for Spin Doctors? Did they have a follow-up album? I don't think so. No. They were so of their time, you know. Like yeah. They were so 1993. I don't think they could do anything after that. It disappeared. Yeah. Don't they do Bonnaroo every year, though? Yeah, they seem so hippie-ish that, like, they would be, like, you could be having this conversation with somebody to come up and be like, no way, man, Speed Doctors, they play still, and, like, they're really good. Yeah, totally. That song ruined their career. (laughs) I prefer to picture, like, when a 90s, like, like, flash in the pan time comes up, they just disappear like a slap bracelet. All of a sudden, they just curl up. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen them again. I would hate to see that happen to Harvey Danger. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Rudy? What's your first CD? Uh, the, it was The Chronic. Oh. Uh, I can't believe your mom let you buy that. That's well, embarrassing. Your first? That what? Was your first? First CD, yeah. I mean, I definitely had like Vanilla Ice on tape. <laughs> yeah. And, and MC Hammer. Yeah, no, my mom, uh, I remember I bought it at Rolls Records in the uh, uh, Countryside Mall area, which now I don't know 
country. It's <laughs> <laughs> now a Best Buy. Um, but Target, uh, the Sam's. Uh, they got a movie theater over there in that chili place. No, that's that's a little adventure. The core. Yeah, I'm talking about where like we're adventure. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I just, my parents would buy me any, anything really that I wanted. I, they didn't know anything about it. And uh, so, but one time we went outside to play basketball and after, accidentally left it playing. And uh, my mom broke it in half. How about you, Shai? You remember yours? I'm trying. I don't remember. I know that I had a November Rain single. Remember they had like oh, single? Oh, single? Yeah. yeah. That was probably early on. I, mean, I, I was lured into the Columbia House thing. Yeah. I, still, I, still, <laughs> I still have some of those CDs. It's Columbia House. 20 months. years later. I heard that if you were White under town. 18, you could just break your contract. Really? No strings attached. <laughs> I think my but brother... Allegedly, we should say that for a legal <laughs> yeah. team. My brother got that, and you, you'd always have to like make choices. Like... He got like crash test dummies, and like uh, like with that Columbia House thing, and it only had one good song on it, and he had like ten albums like that, like a Soul Asylum album that only had <laughs> yeah. one good song, yeah. like uh, everything. Just because you don't pick them, they they just send them to you, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 That's the same thing happened to me in college with uh, Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> we convinced my friend to put it on his credit card, and then uh, that Russ. No, Adam Check, right. and then uh, he they kept like sending us other girls gone wilds, because uh, post the Snoop Dogg one we really didn't want it anymore. Um, but the, they we would call I called he would call and like get talked into keeping it going. <laughs> so finally, like I was like, what could they be saying? He's like, you have no idea how convincing they are. So, like, so I called and this guy the Indian guy was just like. Uh, well, let me ask you this, Jim, because I was pretending to be him. Like, what if uh, the girls actually had sex? Would you would you like us to continue to? Uh, like, so you just mail porns? <laughs> what a bizarre, like early slash pre-internet conversation to exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric, what what was yours? I, I kind of have a guess. Spaghetti incident. Uh, well, no, uh, with usually losing albums. Uh, oh. two. Yeah. Nice. Good. Not Still favorite. Yeah, that yeah. holds up. Yeah. And uh, Lila? I would say it was Belle de DeVoe, Poison. Yeah. Poison album. That's pretty cool, yeah. too. Yeah. That holds up, too. Poison's Belle de DeVoe album? Yeah. No, Belle de DeVoe. I don't remember the name of the album. Yeah, poison. I don't remember but the name of the album. But whichever one had Poison on poison. it and... Uh, that was, yeah. That was there any Actually, well, there before. were like, it <laughs> was like another one, but what was the other song? I can't remember. I can't either. BBD. No, that was, um, the other guy. That was Boys to Men. You're thinking of Boys to Men. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember, my, my brother got that, uh, this band called Shy. Remember Shy? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. They, they had that song, uh, like, and if I oh, yeah. ever fall. I love that song. What happened to Shy? Why are they still around? They had like one song. Yeah, that song was great. I think that was my brother Joe's first album. And it was like a special trip that we had to go out. We were playing Legos, listening to B96. And we'd like run up to hit record on the tape player every time like a song we really liked came on. So you'd hear the end of a DJ, like, oh, coming up next time, we got Shy coming up with that. <laughs> And then you'd hear, you know, like the, the bad cut. We had tons of those tapes. I kind of wish we still had them. 
Maybe crazy. they couldn't do concerts because they were too shy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Oh man. oh man, no, it cost a bump in the uh, the mic meter. <laughs> That's how we our applause meter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That the applause meter is pretty yeah. fake at uh, Improv Olympic. Oh yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely. I'm pretty sure that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I was at a baseball game once where they didn't make it to like where it explodes and it just kind of stopped in the middle. Oh, it's totally burned the whole audience. Tuesday night in White Sox game. Yeah. <laughs> Not to. Couldn't be One time I, I went on a date and uh, I had to cancel the first time around because uh, I was, went to a baseball game and. Uh, uh, the girl like asked how it went, and I I was like, oh, pretty good. We like, broke the applaudience meter, and, <laughs> and like she didn't know what I was talking about or understand the joke. It's like, you know, it's like a, like a fake thing that people they it breaks even if there's like a hundred people there. <laughs> and I immediately regretted making that joke. Sorry, my life. I I had noticed something the other day. Which I, I'm curious to see if everyone else experiences the same thing, which is cab drivers always have the ear set going. Yes. And you get in the cab and like there's not a lot of dialogue, but then at some point he'll start talking and you might not quite understand it, it might not be English, and you're not sure if he's talking to you. And so I've had a back and forth like four times where I'm like, sorry, what? And then they keep talking. But they're not acknowledging that you're trying to see if he's talking to you. <laughs> so awkward. Yeah, I, I definitely had that happen too. Do you think they're on a conference call? <laughs> I, I wonder if they're talking to someone in, in a different country. Definitely. They must yeah. be. Yeah. They must have like crazy phone bills. <laughs> Unless they're all on it. Unless, what is it? Google Talk. Oh. Yeah. No, see, I don't think so because, like, Skype? like, Rich is that, uh, the Polish Skype? grocery bias. They still sell phone cards, and people must still buy those. You know, like I just what's the median age at Riches? Yeah. 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 All right, good point. That yeah. me, uh, I was in Wrigleyville yesterday, and there was a phone booth, a legit phone booth. <laughs> really? Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was like a art installation or something. Maybe they're filming a like a TV show or something. Well, they have a payphones at the at the Horseshoe. They have uh, they're like gold. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> is that is is that because there's like no cell reception there? Uh, I mean, I don't. I have no idea. Because don't casinos do that? Like, I wouldn't even know how to operate a payphone at this point. <laughs> it must be. So I wouldn't know how to now. do the collect call trick anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. We we used to do uh, in Western Springs. There was a payphone at the White Hen, and we used to just call it all the time just to see who would pick up. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know why that that was like high entertainment for a yeah. while. It's like, what do we do? Like, who is this? Like, who is this? But, and then that reminded me. Do you guys ever watch the Adventures of Pete and Pete, where there's the phone, yes. the payphone that just ring that's been ringing for 15 years? Like uh, they just have a payphone like in the center of town that's been ringing for 15 years, and everyone's too afraid to pick it up. <laughs> so like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that would make me so, so anxious. Like a ringing phone not being picked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Answer. Yeah. Shows of the 90s. Go to your parents' house and they don't have cell phones or they, they use a landline still? My parents don't have a landline anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. My parents yeah. have a landline. Yeah. Isn't yeah, it my, terrifying when the phone rings? 
it's like the whole house oh, explodes yeah. in noise. Like, yeah. 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 It's like yeah. there's an emergency. <laughs> it just sounds like you have to drop whatever you're doing and find out what's going on. Right, yeah. At yeah. my parents' house, a big thing comes up on the TV that says who's calling. Yes, I've really? seen that before. <laughs> really? I've seen that before. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a such a weird play. mix of old-fashioned and yeah, it's like futuristic. The future. In case you can't hear that it's ringing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're so engrossed in your TV show. But maybe they're moving us into those phones from Back to the Future too, though. <laughs> what the the video like the video it's the Skype, right? Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> Back to the Future too. Everyone's. Skyping. I got a bad screen here. <laughs> Is that the scene where he plays like all the characters? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah. yeah, I can picture that. <laughs> he makes that agreement with Niels to yeah. do something in his company, and then his boss uh, taxes him and fired him. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Niels set him up, right? Yeah. He was watching, his boss was watching on the other screen. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Yamamoto or something like that. And that was yeah. racist, too. The, that's a touch, such an 80s thing. Well, yeah, that Japanese. was when they thought the Japanese would own everything. Yeah. 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 Turns out it's the Chinese. But the yeah. Japanese and Biff. Yeah. <laughs> How awesome was his apartment, though? That penthouse? Biff's? Yeah. In the yeah. bad future? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the okay. top of that high rise? Yeah. I know, but the whole the whole town was terrible. Yeah. 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 garbage. And it's like you tower. in your hotel room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're never happy about that now. <laughs> I feel like his room looked like what a room in the Palms looked like in like 1988 yeah, totally. or something. Yeah, it was kind of, it's like from like a Brian De Palma movie. Like yeah. something that like, like Tony Montana's. Yeah, he's got the scar face bathtub. That's where he's watching the Bulletproof. <laughs> I, you know what I always thought was funny about that? Even in the worst neighborhood that you've like ever been in, and there's some pretty bad ones pretty close to here, you never see cars that are just on fire like that, that gets put out at some point yeah like but they're like stuff's on fire everywhere and there's just uh-oh a car's on fire right now somewhere <laughs> sorry but uh yeah I, I was yeah like that always that seemed normal when i was a kid like yeah of course and it dystopia future everything's yeah. on fire robocop everything's on fire on everything yeah. on, but constantly on, on fire <laughs> But that doesn't make sense just physically. That would go out eventually. I guess unless it's people are just... It could be like Detroit. They're keeping it going. Yeah, fires are just being started all the time. <laughs> that's, I went, uh, that's not actually what Detroit's like, even, though. Yeah. Yeah, except for on Devil's Night or whatever. What's that? Uh, like, it's the night... It's, like, the night before Halloween or the night after Halloween where they <laughs> traditionally go around and set arsons to all the abandoned buildings. It's like an old Detroit tradition. <laughs> but they stopped it, though. They, they, they it have, turned yeah. into something really powerful. 40,000 It's like Angels Night yeah, or something. Totally. Yeah, they, they tried to change it. And so 40,000 regular Detroit citizens get up and walk the streets. Build the house. Light yeah. <laughs> Make sure nobody's starting fires. <laughs> <laughs> Doing what they should probably do whenever. Yeah. That... Uh, our, our friend Roy that lives over there, you remember that uh, they Detroit used to be known as the Paris of the Midwest. And uh, Roy one time was taking a trip uh, over to Europe. And we said, hey, Roy, where are you going to visit? He goes, I'm going to the Detroit of Europe. <laughs> we were like, oh, Paris. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, I wanted to tell, I made a note of this. Uh, so we talked about our, our upstairs neighbor, Roger, uh, who's a wacky character in our, in our life here. And um, who's kind of disagreeable most of the time. But I did want to tell a story where Roger really helped me out, kind of saved saved me from burning down the pines. I think it might have been when you were living here, Eric. Huh. I, uh, I was cooking an egg on the stove, and uh, I forgot that I was doing that, so yeah. I, and I fell asleep. And the water all boiled off of the egg, and then it like burst and caught on fire. And uh, I was sleeping through all this. Uh, and it was during the middle of the summer, so I was sleeping naked on my bed. And uh, I, I, the neighbors next door were having a party, so I was kind of having this like, uh, like bad sleep. And I kept being like, man, the neighbors are barbecuing with something that smells weird over there. And like they were making a lot of noise, and finally I hear like uh, like it registers that the noise I'm hearing is the smoke alarm and someone yelling. So I pop out of bed and grab my pillow <clears throat> to cover my Johnson, and I jumped into the hallway. And Roger coming through the back door and was like, "What the fuck is going on in here?" There was little burnt pieces of egg all over the kitchen. The handle was melted on the pan and like burning on the stove, and uh, so I. So that, I appreciate him uh, waking me up for that. <laughs> and we're in that very kitchen now. It happened so fast and I was so disoriented, I didn't know what was going on. I can't believe that actually happened. I, thought, I just thought that's like when a guy wakes up in a trailer. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. That happened to me in real life. <laughs> Grab the sofa cushion and a spatula and defend my house. <laughs> Props to Roger for saving Good guy, him. Roger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, remember, oh, I remember walking in the next day and it smelled so, so bad. bad. Did it smell like egg or Yeah, plastic? like real rotten egg. <laughs> yeah. Was that, was that when you were here, Eric? Or, uh, was that you and Ben? I don't think so. Uh, a lot of people have lived here. Yeah. Um, One thing about Roger, I think I'm one of the only people who have been into his apartment. Yeah. And I don't know if it's weird to talk about another man's okay totally do cool. tell all right um well it was like everything was on coffee tables including other coffee tables <laughs> <laughs> he would stack to like make a desk the right height you just stack several coffee tables on top of each other and then he had a lot of old like computer- in batman sorry i have no idea <laughs> no in uh the last batman movie when the uh prisoners took over the city and uh the guy who was the scarecrow had a yeah. whole desk pile. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not important. Never mind. And late. <laughs> no, it was kind of like that. Yeah. Um, the barricade. Ah. And why were, you, why were you up there? I was uh, teaching him how to fix a flat tire on a bike, which he paid me $10 for, which is like <laughs> way too much money. Yeah. I don't know. But it's I, about how much it costs. I kind of didn't like him, so I took it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, all right. To fix it or just the knowledge? The knowledge. Right. Yeah, just sort of telling him what to do. He paid me $10. Yeah. Well, that was uh, cool. Um, but he also, instead of like dividing rooms or like using doors, he would only nail blankets over the port of the room. So like here he would like, you know, wedge something so he could hang like. Describe what you're pointing to. This is a, well, this uh, is, a non-visual medium. Right, all right. So we're in the kitchen and it's a hallway down with bedrooms off of it into the, the front Living into room. the Florida room. Florida room. <laughs> and, yeah, he just kind of nailed sheets against each wall 
in, into the wall on each side to make them, you know. Very strange. Yeah. You know he's got a lady now. He does? Yeah. And she's not bad either. I'm impressed. Good for Roger. Good for Roger. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice. Nice. Way to go. Yeah. I figure, yeah, the more, the more human contact, the better. Because that, you know, maybe lessens the chance he'll murder us one day. <laughs> oh, and he marooned a plant in the winter. He just, like, either fell out of his window and he never grabbed it. But it was growing out of its pot, so I think he just was sick of it and threw it out the window or something. And I grabbed it, and I nursed it back to health, and I have that in my apartment in Pilsen right now. And it's a spider plant, so I've, I've cultivated numerous oh. plants from it. Wow. Wow. Life will find a way. Life will find a way. Yeah, this Roger guy is not so bad at all. Yeah. Uh, Isha, you have any other topics, or should I move on to some of mine? Um, yeah, let's see if we can, uh, this is another one that, that comes up a lot. We don't have a TV yet, so we watch everything on Hulu, and they try to nail down your advertisements by telling, asking you if it's relevant or not, and I always hit no on pretty much everything, because I get real tired of the same, like, Comcast guys or something, but sometimes you don't get it in time, so then they're stuck thinking that you're, like... You have a kid, but, like, you hate car insurance. <laughs> and, uh... It's annoying when you can't hit in time. So I didn't really have a kicker for that one. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Alright, uh, yeah, just real, real quick, I wanted to talk about that. Uh, we went, Rudy and I went to go see Catch Me If You Can, the uh, new musical based on the film of the oh. same name, based on that guy, that scam artist, who's still making money off that. It, it, was, it was just a so-so show, but there were a couple good lines. Uh, Rudy? <laughs> um, well, so you know in the movie how they have uh, that, that Christopher Walken tells his son, there's uh, the story about the mice, where he drops them in the cream, and uh, the one drowns. Doesn't it, when he makes that speech at the Rotary Club, right? Oh, I don't know, because I don't really remember from the movie. Yeah. I remember it from the movie, yeah. yeah. It's like, they, yeah. He, he talks about the one one drowned immediately, and the other one didn't give up, and he churned the cream oh, right. the into butter. Yeah, and walked out. <laughs> so, so they took that, like, one part from the movie and used it entirely, like, throughout the entire musical. So much so that at the end, the last song is the, like... FBI guy that's been following Leonardo DiCaprio's character the whole time. <laughs> and they're singing this song and they're like, we stick together now, you know what I mean? And like, I was like, there's no way they're doing this. And then he goes, looks like I made butter out of cream. And the curtain goes down and that's the end of the show. That's how they ended the show. <laughs> It was so schmaltzy and crazy. <laughs> Life gives you cream, make butter. Uh, the other one, I think Isha, you'll like this this one. The other joke that both had both Rudy and I laughing out loud for was uh, he was talking about him. You know how he writes the whole thing is he writes checks to like scam people. Yeah. And he's like, this guy's right. This guy's got more bad checks than a Prague prison. <laughs> just yeah, like, oh boy. <laughs> we just saw the Mormon show. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Oh, oh, yeah, it's yeah. Good. Book of Mormon. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the best. Yeah, that was awesome. They were uh, trying to raise money after the show, though. Apparently, that's the thing. Rudy, you probably know about this, like yeah, for some cause. But then, uh, so the 
the cast, like, quiets everyone down after the applause and then tries to implore them to give money at, on your way out, and they're actually standing there with, uh, yeah. like, baskets and stuff. And But the fun part was, like, how they burn the other shows. Oh, like, really? they were calling all the wicked actresses lesbians as if, like, <laughs> that's, like, you know, offensive or whatever, but, uh... What? Uh, when do they do this? At the end, at of, the the end of They do, uh, they do like a little routine. It's like, it's every year, and they compete, right? To see who can raise the most money. Yeah. I remember that from when I was ursuring it. Yeah, I didn't know they were doing it right now. Usually they do it around Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I thought. Uh, so yeah. it goes to charity? It's, yeah, it's for like yeah, it's AIDS like charity. charity. Yeah. It's Broadway Cares. Yeah. Oh, right. Then they burned the other Book of Mormon cast, too. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. No one is safe. But yeah, good job. Yeah, it's. I, I always found that to be. That's a hard sell after you, especially Book of Mormon, if you pay 200 bucks for tickets. Oh, like, man, give us a little more. Yeah, actually, there was a crazy woman that had to get kicked out sitting directly next to me. It was so awkward because she was kind of drunk, I guess, at the beginning. And I think high, too, because the guy she was with smelled like weed. <laughs> and she was starting to, like, be overly enthusiastic, with, like, applauding, like, when it wasn't necessary, like, no one else was. She was also, like, hooting and hollering, like, yeah, he said it. And it's sort of like, you don't want to be, like, like shushing people so <laughs> passive-aggressive, you know, like, uh, no one was shushing her. And if anyone should have, it was me, because I was literally, like, we were, like, sharing an armrest all <laughs> uh, But eventually the the usher woman came and like scolded her and then uh to their credit she came back a few minutes later to scold her again and that lady was like out of there yeah so did their job and uh everyone like kind of enjoyed the show but it was like awkward after that <laughs> yeah. like, let that awkwardness like simmer for 10 minutes that's good they kicked her out though. yeah did they kick her the people she was with, oh? No, the dude stayed the rest of the show, and it made me wonder, like, that's awkward for that guy. You <laughs> <laughs> paid $400. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I think yeah. our tickets were, like, $60. But that's what you get for sitting up in the cheap seats. Oh. <laughs> I guess if I were, like, early dating a girl, a woman, and she did that, like, got kicked out of, like, something I paid $200 for, I'd be like, or $60 for, I'd be like, all right, it's over. I'm on the Yeah, definitely. This. That's a red flag. Yeah. Now your wife. You got to follow your wife out of the theater. So yeah. Lila made the scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if she gave you permission? Like, you can stay. I know. Just <laughs> stay. Including. <laughs> we paid yeah. too much for this. You stay. Uh, we we were talking a little off air about uh, underage drinking, which I think is something that we've all done. Uh, and I I was thinking about like the way that we used to endeavor to like get you know alcohol. And I, I remember I went with this guy, uh, shoot, I, I don't want to say his last name, Dan Z, you know who I'm talking about? He's got a big square head. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, oh, God, I shouldn't have even said that if I put this yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's a cares? swell, nice, charismatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's an important man now. He's a banker today. The <laughs> He's not as a red herring we, we went with him, like, we went to, like, we'd always go from, like, we'd never buy around Western Springs or Westchester or any, anywhere around there. We'd always go to, like, Brookfield, we'd go to Brookmart at that, uh, at the roundabout there, mm. and then we'd go east of there. Like, if that didn't work, we'd go into, like, Cicero, Berwyn, yeah. Summit, yeah, you'd always Scum go to it. Scummit, yeah, you'd go to Scummit, uh, go to Crookfield, all those places, yeah. uh, and I, I, we went to this gas station. This was like probably the sixth, seventh place that night that we'd gone to try to buy beer. We always used to dress up. Like, we'd be like, well, adults wear sweaters. 
and collared shirts. So that'll that'll convince him. And they wear watches. So we put on like a watch and like if you wore glasses, they wear glasses. You know, adult's eyes aren't that good. And like uh, he, I had this poor like immigrant guy. Like he went to go pay and he was like, you know, like I need I need ID my friend. And he was like, this is a credit card. You cannot get one of these unless you're 21. And he's like, I don't think that's true. And he was like, this is America! And started yelling at the guy and then just badgered him into like selling his beer. Wow. But it worked. Wow. What, did you guys have to <laughs> jump through any hoops or do anything bad? <laughs> Offend any immigrants no. <laughs> get liquor? We would just go to Broadview. To Broadview? Yeah. Right down, we just go down Roosevelt Road. And they'd always sell? Yeah. Nice. Yes. I wish I knew about that. You? I never did it. I was always too chicken. I say, you're really tall. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, was, no, I really made it clear. I was really afraid and too afraid to do it. Yeah. I always had cash, though. That helped, too. Tall stripper. Did you ever buy, buy beer underage, Lila? I don't think I ever did. Because I didn't have anyone who looked like me who was older. Oh, yeah, for the ID. To use their ID. But there weren't places but around you in, no, that didn't cart? No, I just always went to parties, and it, part, the alcohol was always, it was always just there. there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Boring. Did you, ever, did you guys ever go shoulder tapping? That was awful. No. That was where you'd, like, sit in a parking lot, and you'd wait for, like, a guy that looked like, like kind of a rocker. You know, like, hey, that guy's got a leather jacket. I bet he'll buy his beer. And we used to do it to buy cigarettes, too. And you'd go up and be like... Hey, listen, uh, I forgot my ID, and they won't sell me beer in there. Like, do you mind? Like, pick yourself up, like, a six-pack. Like, could you get us, like, a 30-pack and two bottles of vodka? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, like, it was, I mean, it worked, but it was just awful. Cause we, and then we'd take turns, like, all right, it's your turn. Like, go do that. And I still remember the last time we did that, uh, my friend Kit and I went on spring break together. And we got down there, and we were used to being in college, where you just, there's just alcohol everywhere. And we were like, oh, that's right. Like, you have to... None of us are, you can't buy liquor. So we had to shoulder tap as, as like 20 year olds. Like, uh, it's terrible. How did you get it, Rudy? Well, I, uh, there's the story. Oh, of, uh, we, um, well, we used to just walk into a store and put it on the counter, and if they asked for an ID, just be like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but so then we made fake IDs for ourselves. And uh, this one night, my friend Russ and a couple other people that I went uh, and made fake IDs from North Dakota <laughs> to the <laughs> Amico <laughs> and Cicero and bought uh, two cases. And so we did, because there was four of us, a two-on-two case race in, like, the forest. <laughs> 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 so we both, we drank between the two of us two cases, or between the four of us two cases of beer. And, uh... I, at the time, I drove a yellow Chevy Citation, which was in 1979, with uh, sheepskin seats and sheepskin steering wheel and a uh, skull hanging from the rearview mirror with an eye patch on one eye and a diamond in the other eye. <laughs> so, so it was a pretty easy car to pick out. So we went back to the Amico to buy more beer, and uh, the lady like refused at that time, so we just left. But at some point some guy that was there took it upon himself to flag down a police officer and say that there was some kids in a yellow car oh, trying to buy beer at a liquor at a, a gas station so like we got pulled over and we got arrested and uh <laughs> brutal 
Like, so you got a citation in the citation. <laughs> but so, like, we had hidden the fake IDs in the sheepskin seats. <laughs> and the first cops that pulled us over were kind of cool. And what seeming like they were going to, like, warn us or whatever, but, like... Maybe the old boys they, will be boys. Yeah. But then another cop pulled up and they were like, it's beer night out here. And they were, bo- they were both like, oh, shit. So <laughs> they like had to take us to the station. And I remember sitting in the car being like, are we going to have to wear handcuffs? <laughs> they're like, we haven't put them on you yet. We're obviously not going to. But uh, I, and I also remember when they, they put us all in separate rooms. Like they split us up in two and two. Oh, so I was in, dilemma. in the room with Russ and sitting there seriously saying to him, as long as they don't call my parents, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like that would ever happen. <laughs> so like they ask us a bunch of questions, and they do the whole like those guys said you bought the beer, and then uh, so like my other my friend took the like he was like yeah I bought beer, and and then uh, but we didn't realize by doing this how much more trouble we were making. Uh, we were like yeah they just sold it to us. Like, we didn't have a fake ID or anything like that. Oh, so you ruined the place so, to buy beer. So they called, so they call our parents, and my mom, like, screamed at me the whole way back. Like, <laughs> I could just see when she walked in, like, that I was going to get the tongue lashing of them. <laughs> so it was, like, two hours of them screaming at me the whole way back, and then sitting on the couch, and then they were like, get in your room, go to bed. So I was, like, laying in my bed, and all of a sudden I hear the phone ring, and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> so then I hear like people coming in, going in and out of the house so I just walked up like out to see what was going on and uh, the police had arrested the person working at the Amico oh, <laughs> no. watched the video saw that we were using a fake ID and called my mom to say that we had fake IDs and they needed to go through the car oh. so my mom went in the car and found the fake ID and I when I'm coming out of her room, she's wearing dishwashing gloves, and just holding the ID and talking to the police on the phone. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm not getting my prints on this. <laughs> and she said she'd be tied to the awful North Dakota IDs. <laughs> but so then anyway, we like had our day in court. And they tr- the weirdest thing is that they tried us all, the four of us together, with our parents, and then the lady from the gas station right behind us. Oh. So, like, did you say sorry lady. to her? What to the, the lady? Poor lady? No. Oh. <laughs> um, like I, I mean, not like to be rude. I yeah. didn't know uh, like really what was going on. But anyway, so we had like a really soulful black judge, and uh, she was like looking at the idea. She was like. Fake ID, this is the worst ID I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm like, it was me, and she was like, you should not be making this baby, because you know what? You have a baby face, and that is a blessing. <laughs> no way. So we got sent, we had to take a 12-hour rehab class. And so then the, as we were walking out, I hear her saying to like the lady, like, this is the worst ID, this is no excuse. <laughs> so I don't know what happened to this poor lady that works at the Avocado Station over there. I remember making a fake ID freshman year of college so it was like 2000 so it was like still like pretty crappy photoshop and computers and stuff and like just a webcam of my roommate I still have like the raw images too and we look like we're like 10 we look so young I must have been like 18 and it was just like uh, the guy that lived on the other 
side of the wall um, could grow a beard, kind of. Yeah. So we used him, actually, and just took some, like, old, you know, like, webcam picture of him and, like, <laughs> found some template and, like, photoshopped, like, the ID together and just printed it on, like, normal paper. And then, uh, and then it what? looked laminated so it? bad. Yeah, and then took it to Kinko's and laminated it, and the guy, like, rolled his eyes. <laughs> and uh, it's just, like, uh, Tom, the... The guy that was on the other side of the wall, like just put it under the, the see-through part of your wallet, and like that was it. They didn't give a fuck. It looked so bad. Yeah, well, there was a, a U of I. They really didn't care. You, just, I, I remember I had I had this idea of this guy called Renza. I remember that. I was like the fourth person that had it. Like the <laughs> oldest idea has been expired for like five years, <laughs> and all you had to do was it still had his social security number on it. Ooh, like I uh, what I did, so, like a driver's license. A driver's license. Wow. So I memorized Lorenza's social security number, and as long as I knew that, like <laughs> it was fine. But then years later, because Lorenza, like I had to memorize it, and I didn't really ever have to think about my own social security number. I opened a bank account under his number. Oh, bank. No. <laughs> I wrote down the wrong one, and it got That's me into hilarious. all kinds of trouble. Like, oh, uh, that is insane. It was. I went to because I went to go. I can't remember what happened, but they were like, "This isn't your social security number," and I was like, "Ooh, that's the Benzas," but I didn't know how to explain that, you know. So yeah, that was bad. But they, <laughs> kind of uh, they really, they didn't, they didn't care down at U of I. They <clears throat> just wanted you to get, get you in there and yeah. get you paying. Yeah. Like you could have any as long as you memorize that number. Or the, the birthday, too. That was that, a big one. They would ask you that? Yeah, they'd be like, what's your birthday? You know, clearly knowing that that I'm not that guy. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, June 10th, 1978. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Boom, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. That's plausible deniability. Yeah. They did ask. Yeah. Eric, did you have a fake? I did. I was Brandon Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, it was described to me as my friend in college, they had a guy who slept on the couch, like, from half eight. <laughs> and, like, the couch guy, ID, slipped into the couch, and they found it. And he was kind of had a round face, sort of, with glasses. Um, and he's from Massachusetts. And it was his legit ID, so, sorry if, Brandon, you hear this. Um, but... I think we're good on that. Yeah. <laughs> I got into the double door. I saw a buck cherry. Ooh. That was... Ah, big time. Oh, yeah. I was flexing the muscle yeah. of that ID. We need to go to the double door. We went to, <laughs> to see bars in Lincolnwood yeah. in Evanston. Like, the keg and the, something about the deuce or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Lincolnwood? Yeah. Up, up <laughs> in the north. So, at, the, at that place, the deuce... Um, we were two? buying, you no, know, we set, we started to tab on the card, uh-huh. like on the ID. Ooh. Like they take your ID and your credit card. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh no. Oh, you guys. Something like that. I don't know how, what kind of idiocy, because it's like, how do you. Do you oh, it must have been. It wasn't, it wasn't a tab. It wasn't a tab. It was a deposit to get darts. Oh, <laughs> it was like, yeah, idea. we seen your ID, so here's, here's my ID. And we got, we played darts, went back, I'm like, and the lady bartender, you know, gave me the darts, and the guy bartender, oh. I was like, ah, Brandon Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so white saying that. And he was like, okay, what's your birthday? I was like, seven, eight. <laughs> like, 
you know, like, I had no clue. Oh, no. And he's like, you don't know your birthday? I'm like, oh, it's been a while. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I just, like, took it out of his hand and got the fuck out of, I got out of there, whatever. And You can curse, it's okay. Oh, okay, good. I got the fuck out of there. Yeah. That was funny. We actually would go to Berwyn to buy beer. And that's really? far. Yeah, from yeah. Northbrook. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah, far. Yeah. Was there, um, like, Berwyn lore? You didn't go to, like, Carpenter's, though? <laughs> no. I would think all of, uh, was it, Lake County? Goes to Carpentersville? Yeah. I don't even know where that is. Is that the worst town up there? <laughs> I've never heard of it. Um, what, Carpentersville? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet it's nice. I bet it's nice. <laughs> 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 it's Sorry, Carpentersville. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Whoa, no, 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 no. We're going to have to edit that out. We said in the last one, we're not going to say where Juan Sanchez lives. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be able to actually know. Many things are going <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> rules are going to follow. What else? Them. I mean, Waukegan? You can go to Waukegan <laughs> and get beer? Well, it was, okay... Or Wisconsin. Our friend would go, he was a wrestler and wanted to get into what was then becoming MMA. Like the fighting. Oh, yeah. Wow. And so he would go and train that in Berlin. ground floor MMA. But he never did it. I don't know. He'd just go there and like wrestle with strangers. It was all really weird. We didn't want to <laughs> get involved, but he said that he went, he got like a Gatorade afterwards at a gas station near the gym. And some dude walks up and he's like, hey, man, are you buying beer here? He's like, no, I'm buying Gatorade. He's like, well, they sell here. You know? So we would, I would sneak out. <laughs> that like might have been someone we know that did that. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a setup. Like, yeah, he would sneak out of his house. I would sneak out of my house, like, jump out my window. That's a sink story. And, uh, ranch style. Ranch. <laughs> and we would drive to Berwyn on, like, a Wednesday night. Yeah. Which, I mean, I was kind of a nerd, so that was a big deal. Like, ooh, we're... Going somewhere on a weeknight. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's a long but yeah, time. it was just some shady gas station, and I we would get was. beer. We used to go. Was it um? Who's the one? Uh, oh, never mind. I can't. I can't remember now. Uh, I just remember that big spire with the cars on it. Oh, it was near there. Yeah. Thermic. Uh, they took that oh, one down, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's unstable. Yeah. It's, we used to go to Sam's. Did you ever go to Sam's? Sam's, Sam's liquor. They took an idea away from me. Did they? Sam's uh. <laughs> Oh, I remember the story I wanted to tell. So when they first um, uh, came out with those credit card IDs, you yeah. know, that weren't the laminate IDs, they look like a, you know, like the ones that they still have now, essentially. Yeah. Someone figured out at my high school that you could, if you printed, you could print on like clear, clear sheets, you could print something that would just cover the birth date and like uh, a couple other pertinent pieces of information because it was before they made them horizontal. Like the underage IDs now yeah. are horizontal and the, the other ones are, are, are the striped that reverse script, it. The yeah, vertical and the other ones are horizontal. But so they figured out that you could print something out that would just cover it up and it would change the color. So if you're over 21, it's like your birthday is in blue and like, uh, and then it would cover up the bar over your head that said under 21. <laughs> so this worked like, like famously for a while because it was great. It was a real ID with your real picture and like, uh, you know, and it was, it was awesome. Everyone was able to like, it was like, great. We don't even have to go anywhere anymore. Like we can go to Hinsdale and buy, buy beer. We can just go to the next town over. And uh, it worked great until one, I can't remember what kid it was. I think it was this kid, Brendan, that was in my grade. They like the state police or something. They like launched an investigation because they were catching so many like underage drinkers and so they had like put out a bulletin about these IDs. So I guess it had gotten around. I don't even know how, because this is like pre-stuff getting around on the internet. <laughs> but somehow this kid network of like finding a way to get fucked up, like 
like it got around. And so he went and gave his ID, and the guy at the uh, liquor store just peeled it off. And he was like, because he couldn't run, because underneath is his real information. And so that was the end of that. Then the word got out, like, peel off the sticker on your ID. (laughs) Like, and everyone did that, and that was the end of that wonderful era of underage drinking. (laughs) So this is a sign of adulthood. How old were you when your parents' address was no longer on your ID? Like you used a city apartment. That's oh, wow. the... My yeah, mine really? too. No way. Yeah. Really? Is, really? Yeah. I pictured myself moving around a lot. <laughs> I haven't had an accurate address on an ID like in years. It's always because I meant up moving like once a year. Yeah. I've had like 10 moves in the decade and it's like... Yeah, yep. who knows what's on there. My my well, my ID is expired for two years now. Like, uh, but it's the address on it is an address where my parents don't even live anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really out there. They are pissed about the jury duty notices. <laughs> no, sure somehow they oh, tracked me down to here. No. Register to vote. Uh, yeah. Voting. Yeah, when you vote. I've been tracked down oh, here no. by other people, but not the government. <laughs> yeah, the government found me. But I think that's because I keep responding to them. Uh, paying all my bills. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell a quick jury duty, jury duty story? Oh, yeah. yes. yes. I never actually went on a jury, but we had to go to the, the Thompson Center in the morning, and I got a day off work, or they paid me $17 or something, I forget. But I didn't get picked, so I had to sit there the whole time, but they give you the, they used to have the old TVs um, in the corners of all, you know, the big rooms. Yeah, I've, I've been there for that, yeah. And there's a, uh, like a judge, it's a, videotape of a judge like admonishing you about how important it is to you know take this seriously and you know the repercussions if you don't do you know your civic duty or whatever and they had the the judge on for like a minute and then somehow it got switched to um sesame street (laughs) (laughs) but the audio kept going so (laughs) it was a judge you know like you know, talking it, tough at you, and meanwhile, it was like, you know, Grover and <laughs> Bert and Ernie, it's like, oh, 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 oh. And it's like, this is a, you know, like a civic duty, blah, blah. So, I'm picturing yeah. some, like, program director behind the scenes being like, switch back to the camera B. <laughs> no, it was just really, like, like sour, you know, overweight guards, you know, and they just have all this gear on them and guns and stuff, and you're like, and it's like, I didn't even care. It's like, And you didn't make it to the jury? No. Have you ever made it to the jury? Mm-mm. Uh, is, that, is anyone here ever made You've made it? Yeah, I've been on a jury. Big time. Yeah. Are you allowed to discuss the case of the Scranton Strangler? I, I assume I can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you just can't talk about it during the trial, I think, right? Yeah, well, luckily it's <laughs> over. Ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Was it the only... The only uh, I don't know. It's, it's important to know that I work in a, for a company that sells tickets to things in the city. So uh, I got on the jury, and it was for like a personal injury case where it became very apparent through like once the trial started that the person that was suing the driver like had already lost their insurance claim. So they were just like they not already like been like you don't have anything wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they'd already lost that case, and <laughs> so now she was just doing it herself. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, like, we walked into the, like, jury room, and, uh, like, to talk, and this one lady was like, whatever you want to do, I'll sign it, just figure it out in the next hour. 
<laughs> I thought that was pretty Justice. funny. Um, and then, but then there was like two dudes that were like, "No, this is our chance to set a precedence." Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. they're ever going to like go back to like, the case of like, <laughs> Cook County versus Sham Lady. Either way, so like I don't know, we ruled in favor of the the driver. Who had like a kind of sleazy seeming lawyer, like he had a shiny suit, <laughs> bald with a ponytail. Like he was like, if you cast in the sleaze. Yeah. So as I'm walking out, uh, he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, so uh, you know why I picked you for the jury? And I was like, no, I don't know. He was like, I wanted to see if you could get me tickets to a show. <laughs> no way. <laughs> like, <laughs> He did me some sort of a favor by putting me on the chair. I got to play court today. Yeah. <laughs> I set a legal precedent <laughs> for the ages. Do they, do they pay you anything? Like they pay you seven dollars. Seventeen. 17. It was, it's seventeen twenty. Like something crazy. For the whole day. Yeah, for the whole day. For the whole day. Oh, yeah. 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 But you get a free no. lunch too. Oh, and lunch, yeah. Deli plate. That was Man, awful. Because nice. they delivered us our lunch in bags for America's dogs. And I was like, oh, I don't even care what kind of dogs. I'm just excited. <laughs> and it was ham sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> they just reused uh, America's dog's bag. Oh, uh, let <laughs> Joe and Callie are here. There's wow. beer in the fridge, guys. Can you give me one, please? Uh, yeah. And then we uh, the, the jury, The jury I sat on... Uh, it was it was at the Thompson Center too, and it was a civil case, and it was a bus a bus had hit a police officer, which is kind of interesting. So the cop like uh, got like this like kind of bad back injury, and we like we were deliberating. Oh, first of all, when we were deliberating, one of the guys on the jury tried to sell us gold watches. He was like, "These are real gold, twenty dollars a piece." That's like <laughs> that's a great deal. <laughs> yeah, out of the suitcase. I didn't go please. Yeah. So so that happened, which was pretty funny. And uh, but yeah, we were we like we were coming. We were trying to come up with a number. Like like they were asking for like this amount, and we were like, no, nah, it's too much. And uh, like I was kind of on the side of like giving the guy a little bit more money. And then this lady was probably in her late seventies on the jury was like uh, like no wait a second before we give this guy any money. He stepped in front of a bus, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, how are you going to step in front of a bus? That's stupid. He's like, don't give him as much money. And I was like, yeah, you're right. He stepped in front of a bus. That's a dumb move. Everyone knows you shouldn't do that. So we gave him way less just because of what that lady said. She convinced everyone about that. We were like, no, it's just kind of good. And, you know, it was, it was weird, too, because it was just one branch of the government paying another. It was the CTA versus the police. So I was like, oh, I don't like either of these guys very yeah. much, you know. That during the selection too, they were like, "Does anyone have anything specifically against the CTA or the Chicago Police Department?" And so you can imagine the weirdos that and were you lied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone that was on there lied. We all hated our jobs. Yeah. That's why I always wonder. Uh, this is probably a dumb thought, but uh, when. In your when you're in like a court case and they they like the attorney says something way too passionate and leading, <laughs> this is off the law. Objection, right? leading. <laughs> but then, I was then, say, what kind of trial <laughs> were you on there? <laughs> so, Disregard that. 
But like then the court, the, yeah, when the judge is like, that statement will be stricken from the record. Like, like but then, I heard it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I'll just erase it from my brain. <laughs> but we we when I was on that trial too, we had like those those courthouses are like it's a cool looking building, but once you're actually in there, it's kind of funky. And we were in this like windowless courtroom. Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, we're in this windowless courtroom, and we had to listen to a whole afternoon's worth of medical testimony on TVs. So it was on like two TVs, and it was people just testifying about what this, the nature of this guy's back injury. The the prosecuting lawyer fell asleep. Three people on the jury fell asleep, and the judge kept having to wake him up. Like, I will remind you that you have to listen to this testimony. Please wake up. But it was like 85 degrees in there, and it was the most boring thing I've ever seen. And like. Every one of us were like pinching ourselves. All the witnesses <laughs> fell asleep that were in the like, his wife was in the audience and she was knocked out and sleeping. It was like the, probably the hardest I've ever to fight against sleep in my whole life. It was just like, oh, it's killing me. <laughs> all in all, I, I'd say it's a positive experience. I would yeah. do jury duty if you get the chance. Would recommend. Uh, the only time yeah. I've been called in, I didn't get put on the trial or the court or whatever, the jury. And I had a terrible job. I was waiting tables to Great America that summer. Which was like, as horrible as it sounds. What restaurant? At the uh, Crazy Buffalo in the Southwest Territory. <laughs> <laughs> what song did they play in the cup of? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. But uh, I think I said I was like biased against guns or something, which I, I don't even know if it was true then or now, or what the context was, but that's all it took. Didn't get put on the jury. But I seem to remember getting more than like 20 bucks for it. And at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, would well, do it you again. In, were you in Lake County? No, it was at the same place, it's like Daily Center. Oh, Daily weird. Plaza, that's the one. Yeah, maybe to give you a bonus. Yeah. I don't know. This was also like 13 years ago. I don't know. All right. That's kind of funny because I, it's like we haven't done anything for 15 years, all of us. We've only talked about things that, that yeah, happened yeah. like a minimum of like 12 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. Besides, yeah, besides going to that musical yeah. last week, but that's about, that was a musical of a movie that was made seven years ago. Yeah. Nostalgia. Yeah. Come from the Greek word, meaning to die. <laughs> what? I just read a quote about that. It's like Nost and like the Draper. L- L- Draper says that. Oh. When he's selling the Draper. Alright, you guys excited about Mad Men coming back? Yes. Oh man. Me too. Mm-hmm. Very excited. I don't watch it. I don't either. Whoa. It's too Whoa. disjointed. If you watch it all the way through, I, I watched it because it was on Netflix. I yeah. watched every season all the way through. And it's like everyone is a different writer and it, it's just it's all over the place. Totally just and they, they mm-hmm. lose storylines, they they it's just I can't stand it. Like it's I don't think that dead wrong. I still watch it, but I think it's terrible. Yeah. I just remember when Marvin lived here, he would watch it in the living room with the, all the lights off, <laughs> drinking a <the> scotch. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> was that back when we allowed uh, smoking in the pines, too? Yeah, he smoked, too. So it was like he oh, was man. trying to be Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? What? Did it work? I don't think so. Yeah. That, that actually, that, um... That's why he updated so, his wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, our our friend uh, Marvin, uh, he used to live in this apartment by here, and uh, whenever you'd go over to like hang out with him, he'd just be in a completely dark apartment, 
<laughs> only lit up by the light of his computer screen. In uh, and he'd be watching some weird soccer game that was going on in some foreign part of the world, and you just see that blue cigarette smoke coming up. He'd just be smoking, <laughs> drinking a Budweiser, and he only had three. It was like a fairly big apartment. I mean, it was like probably three quarters of the size of the Pines, and uh, like he he only had three things decorating the whole place. One of them was a, a poster of doors in Ireland. Another one was a Guinness sign, a wooden Guinness sign. And then in the bathroom, in like a plastic frame, it was like a giveaway ballpark yeah. like picture frame. <laughs> on a shelf, a dusty photo that he had taken of the Cliffs of Moore in Ireland. <laughs> the only decorations in the whole house. It's, it's strange he had a picture of, uh, of doors with how much he hates doors. When he moved in that new place, took oh, every, yeah, took every door down. Yeah. All, all yeah. curtains. That's very Macho-esque, which we actually talked about. We, yeah. we had to talk him out of taking off his back door and putting up curtains there, because we thought it was a liability. Oh, right. I shouldn't have brought up Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because Joe Joe asked me yesterday, is the podcast only about Marvin? Are we just going to tell Marvin stories? No, he is no. A Pine, he's a Pines character, though. That's true, yeah. he is a Pines character. but mm, true. That's true. Yeah. I have to make an ungraceful exit with Bob oh, no. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, that doesn't mean that the podcast makes sense. You don't mind if we... Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 The podcast. So, oh, that's how we don't deposit. Signing off. Thanks, guys. All right, I'll see everyone tomorrow. All right. All right. All right. Uh, what else do you guys have on your list? Do you have anything else? Uh, Pressing? I had something I was thinking of. New business? Uh, old no, business? No, it was Marvin-related. <laughs> no, go ahead. Can, we can still talk this, Marvin. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, as everybody knows, Mar Marvin famously does not have a Facebook. But do you remember when Facebook had the application where you could uh, have like a cartoon Mad Men character made of yourself? Do you think if Marvin did that, it would just be a picture of him? <laughs> Definitely. That was all. <laughs> Do you remember we made we made a fake Facebook for Marvin, but I think we did it after we were into our cups a little bit, and it was like marvelous Matt Marvin or something. Yeah. But we not only forgot the username and email that we used, but we forgot everything about it. <laughs> we did it like late at night, and we were like, "This is gonna be the best. We're gonna update it all the time." And it'll mess with them, and then the next day we were like, we don't know how to get to those files. <laughs> so it's lost. still there. He's got like 18 friends or something, doesn't he? The, is it on? Is it really still there? It's still him with that or crazy who, mask on. Yeah, right? who would have taken it off? Who, fri who friended him? I didn't friend him. He's yeah. not on my friend list. Yeah. He's not on mine. I get on my phone and you friend him in a heartbeat. Someone needs to friend him. Well, he can't accept it. He can't friends. accept it, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, he is us. That would drunk. be great if that. <laughs> that would be great if that ruined him for that newspaper story. <laughs> he like if they it. found it. Rudy, explain the newspaper story. Oh, they just made a uh, the, for whatever reason the Tribune was writing a story about people that don't have Facebooks. <laughs> oh yeah. Marvin somehow was one of the characters in it. You guys were playing basketball. Does anyone know how he got submitted for it? I was, yeah. You I was, guys were playing basketball. Yeah, so you guys playing basketball with somebody. Yeah. Weren't you all the, uh, Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's Shark how it I thought, I was hoping he submitted himself. <laughs> 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 they talked about it on WGN News. They were looking for people that weren't on Facebook. Oh, really? That's crazy. No, that, that's, this no. is a bad... <laughs>
is a, he does love WG uh, and News though. Yeah, that is. Oh yeah, he talks about it like crazy today on the golf course. About WG and it seems crazy that he's younger than us. He's what did he he's say? like an eighty-year-old man. Oh my god! No, but WGN, that's kind of young. He sets his alarm clock for three hours early in the SBO just to watch WGN News. Really? Yeah. It is entertaining to yeah. his credit. They are but funny. We were, remember the day we watched and they were reporting on the fake thing? Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. That was insane. They that was were really... reporting on a, a set of Chicago Fire. They were like, like there's been some the, terrible plane crash they on the thought south they side. Were like, had yeah. the scoop. They thought it was real. It was, yeah. on, it was on MLK. Yeah, I remember the people over there. There was a, a plane that had crashed, yeah. and they were like, "They were like, we don't know how many people are injured." And then they're like, we "We're just it. getting this and in. It's a uh, Chicago Fire, the yeah. television show." They were, no, and then they, 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 well, they were like, they, "They were like, can you?" Because they, they had like the traffic copter filming it, and they're like, "Can you can you pull it out a little bit?" I, I see. I noticed there's not a lot of emergency vehicles around, which leads me to believe that everybody is okay, uh, in stable condition right now. There's no danger of anything. And then they're like, "Oh, wait a minute!" And then you can't see this. <laughs> they're like clearly being yelled at in their ears. They're both holding their ears, and they're like, uh, 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 "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, apparently. Uh, we this is a show that's on another network, and then in the background you hear the weather going, <laughs> and I had to cut the weather short. <laughs> but but I mean it was like something you would see on the soup, but the fact that it was actually happening live, I'm like, oh my god! No, it made it to the soup. I think. I know. I'm saying it's yeah, like yeah. like it's like we're it talking was, about yeah, something uh, that was on the soup or whatever but like to actually have witnessed it live it was pretty yeah. awesome it was felt spe- so special yeah <laughs> so you think Marvin has that feeling every day Please. probably he's probably got a ton of things you guys yeah. heard, you guys heard the story why he likes WGN news though right no he was an NBC guy he started watching the news when he was 8 and then when he was 13 it's wait wait is this real is this real this story? is 100% real so yeah, when he, real. Yeah. I was, I've always been an NBC guy growing up no he was an NBC guy and then when he was 13 his parents like we're going on vacation to Michigan he's like well I can't get up without watching the news in the morning and then he found out WGN uh, was nationally syndicated, so he switched to WGN and never switched back. That is, uh, how is that story not from like 1960? Crazy. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, a I thought it was going to be a fake story. For he a was going to skip a vacation because he couldn't see his morning news, and then he, yeah, he switched switched teams. So he's yeah, on back. the spectrum. He then, told right? me, yeah, he told me once yeah. that he in like sorry. sixth grade no, argued like kind of like had a meeting with his principal because he wanted to take eighth grade level math. No. Like, he himself did this. Totally true. He yeah. set up a meeting? Yeah. Like, and an adult yes. met with Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> and actually debated with him. <laughs> he does love numbers. That's that's the truth. I was amazed that he did that. Yeah, that's, but, <laughs> that's beyond the pale. That's insane. Yeah, yeah we, we went through a phase a couple of years ago where we used to tell fake stories about him. But that's clearly unnecessary. You know, like like oh, jokey yeah. fake stories because the real stuff is like even more puzzling. Way better. You know, we should so talk about the pizza museum. Oh yeah, yeah. At his at his play at his place in his refrigerator, it, he would he would order a Chicago pizza, which uh, famously delivers till five in the morning, and he'd order it and have like I don't know a couple nibbles. And then he'd throw it into his fridge. So You're leaving out a very important detail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't like pizza. He doesn't even like pizza. He doesn't like pizza. He'd he order just... it just for the calamari because he felt bad 
that they'd only deliver calamari. They never even told them, like, we don't only deliver calamari. They'd be like, well, get a pizza, too, uh, just so they'll bring it. And, uh, and then he would just take the pizza and throw it in his fridge. He wouldn't throw it out. And so there'd be, like, ten boxes of pizza in there. And we started calling it his pizza museum. His fridge was just full of... I mean, there weren't even any condiments. It was, like, a six-pack of Budweiser, a bottle of whiskey in the freezer... And the pe- like ten boxes of old pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wrong. What was that time? Didn't they deliver twenty four hours late one time? What was that? I don't yeah, remember. yeah. I forget what that one was. He he got it. He ordered it, but then they shut down the system. And I, you know, the people when the people are ordering pizza at five in the morning, I don't think they're real reliable witnesses. If you make a complaint, so they they he was in the system and they just delivered it the next day at noon, like uh, the pizza. Are you going up to smoke, Joe? No. Smoking is terrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyways. Wow. So what do you guys think? Should we wrap it up or what, what do you guys want to do? I guess so. I mean, I... You have any more topics? wrap it up with more nostalgia? I got a, I got a good topic we... I was thinking about today. What's that? I was listening, oh. We were listening to Kiss FM and uh, there was a cover of, of Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Yeah. And so if you were a young kid... The Glee class, right? <laughs> It, it wasn't Glee. It was, it was some like hip hop. Oh, it sounded like some oh, weird, really? like some American Idol guy, like covering "Don't Stop Believing." But if you were a young kid, you'd be like, "I like this jam. This is a hot jam right here," and it's just recycled. And I think music is turning into what movies are, where you just recycle the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you keep listening to Kiss FM, it's just like P Diddy proclaimed. You know, he's taking hits from the '80s and making them so crazy. But that's all everyone is saying. I didn't say that. That's every song, though. Everything is sampling something else, and there's nothing nothing new at all. And I think that's dangerous. I got in an argument with my now fiance uh, at the Rose Bowl in Urbana during a country. The country band was playing, and I brought her there to dance with her because she wanted to dance. very cute. We, they, uh, they played Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. Oh. <laughs> Great song. And this, this is like, like, you know, 75-year-old obese men who can't, they play their instruments, but they do not move. And, you know, they're good. <laughs> I'll say they're not good, but it was just a weird, you know, it's a weird thing. And yeah. we were, we were, you know, I wasn't really into fast dancing. I was waiting for the slow dances. So we had a lot of time to talk during like the, the upbeat numbers. And I decided to tell her that um, that these songs, like, you couldn't have uh, hip-hop and rap music without uh, these songs, similarly to the book Atlas Shrugged, where there's an engine to the world of producers. Oh, my God. And, that took a weird turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... Someone at the next table over heard me like totally blowing it with my girlfriend or you know this date, and he could just see him. It's like, oh, dude, and we were just arguing. I'm like, no, no, there would never be any. You know, it's like, you know, write a rap right now. You can't because you need an old song to, you know. Yeah. Oh my god. And I was like, there's just the engine of the world. Is the engine driven by? You don't even like Alice Shrug. No, I hate it. And. <laughs> and I don't know why I, I don't I don't think I like that song or you know I was like these fat old guys are playing it really well it's cool but I think I was liking it and she was like this is so stupid I'm like it's better than your rap I, I was drunk I don't know they had a dollar fifty like old styles oh at a wedding 
No, no, I thought this oh, was a date. I thought you were in a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just read this week. I didn't know this that rap is short for rhyme and poetry. Really? I, yeah, uh, I, didn't, I had no clue. Uh, yeah. No, that's a that? that's got to be a backward. No, it's true. Rhyme starts rhyme with a definitely, definitely, definitely. That's something where they yeah. make up after. <laughs> rhyme, rhyme and poetry. Should. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit. Yeah, I don't think so. Where else, rap, where else that, is it from? We'll that meant something in like. Who else could be follow up this, on it next This time. actually, like, yeah, it meant something in like the fifties and sixties. Like, hey, like when you're trying to talk to like. He's got quite people, a rap. Like, He's got a great rap. Yeah. Hey, let me rap with you kids. You yeah. know, they said that stuff in like the sixties and seventies and stuff. Like that was like a. Give <laughs> me some slack. That's yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, like yeah. That's like, like most of that said that like nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Rap stands for rhyme and poetry. Right. Right. That's that's totally a made up afterwards thing. Makes sense though. We'll put we'll a dime, let's put a dime on it. <laughs> I'll put five on. Inventing dimes. Inventing dimes. What do you say? I think we're. I think we're. We've got better than an hour easily. Oh okay. yeah, it's over an hour. Should we? Uh, do you guys talk about how hot Rihanna is right now? Or oh what? How hot Rihanna is right now, or is that? More oh, nostalgia. Mood. Is that mood? We'll see next <laughs> no. week. Yeah, next, next week. week. Next week we'll talk about the present. Yeah, we and we got <laughs> apocalypse for next week. I yeah. I have apocalypse. maybe for next week too. Do you remember, like, Rudy actually brought this up. Do you remember that weird period where we all read I Am Charlotte Simmons by Tom Wolfe? Yeah. <laughs> like, all of us read it's it in the same. book review? Yeah. Eric, did you read it? Too? No. I'm still getting over the Tales of Clichy or something. Tales of Clichy? Is that is a that Tom Wolfe book? No, it was the, what's his name? The, Jonathan Franzen. No, Henry James? Henry James. He wrote a version of the Bible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he was a king, yeah. <laughs> the last last group read we did, it was like the basically pornography. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, Tropic of Cancer. Henry no, same writer. That, that, yeah. Henry that? What Tropic of Cancer read all the no. time. Host? Yeah. What author did he? Dirty write? Havana trilogies. Oh, what Gutierrez? Yeah. Pedro one. No, Bukowski, Charles Bukowski. No, yeah. no, he was guy wrote Jesus' son. Love oh, that. that fucker! I hated that book. Toast always had Cush in the Rye in his bag, though. No, twenty hours a day. Yeah, it was just to drop years. it like if he passed the girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for a meet cute. No. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> they weren't into it. Uh, wow. Irish goodbye. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, should we tell the origin? Wow, well, no, I shouldn't say about the nickname of Toast, should we? Oh, no. we got that nickname. Maybe that that will will uh, will tease that one for next time. Oh. Our friend, our friend acquired the name French Toast. We'll cut all this. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's go around and uh, like we did last time. Let's let's say who we are on the way out because uh, once again, there's both less and more people than uh, there were at the beginning. So why don't we start uh, over the south end of the table? Uh, Rudy. Callie. Uh, JWD. Eric. Lila. Ben. Will. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Peace. Marvin. Yeah. <laughs>